But the, but the proof is in the life. Tell your neighbor, the proof is in the life. Amen. The, I'm say it one more time. The proof is in the what? In the life. If your life is not changing because of where you're being fed, come on somebody, then something is wrong. But when your life is being changed, then you know you are where you're supposed to be. You are in the winner's circle. Come on somebody. And so, if you look at this with me together, it says uh, in verse 26, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, everybody has it? Verse 26, Paul says, therefore, he, he repeats himself again, he says, I run in such a way as not without what? Aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. Verse 27. But I discipline, tell your neighbor discipline, I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself, tell your neighbor disqualified. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you so much for what you're about to do here today. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Lord, use me for your glory. Touch the hearts of your people. Prepare their hearts now to receive a word from you. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will last forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, disqualified. Amen. How many of you, amen, would like to be disqualified from anything? Disqualification is a negative. Amen. I've seen people, thank you, ushers. I've seen people, I've seen teams, I've seen individuals, amen, who cheat in the game. Amen. There are many cheaters in sports. Come on, somebody. And there are many cheaters in life. Some of us are trying to live in such a way where we're cheating rather than going the natural way. Do I have anybody? I remember Deontay Wilder was supposed to fight a gentleman by the name of Luis Ortiz about three months ago. They found out that he was using a performance-enhancing drug. Amen. The fight was called off. But then this week I found out that he's going to fight the same guy because the guy was disqualified but not rejected. Do I have anybody? Even we may fall sometimes. Amen. The one thing I love about God is he's a God of second chances. And I don't know about you, but amen. We at some point in life, we've learned how to cheat in life. Do I have anybody? But I want to say this to you. If you're going to be in the winner's circle, if you're going to run to win, you cannot be a cheater. Tell your neighbor, you can't be a cheater. You can't. You can't be a cheater. You, and, and here's the one thing you need to know about God. You can't 
cheat on God. You know why? Because God knows all about you. Do I have anybody? Paul writes to this Corinthian church and he says to them, listen, amen, I have a desire to win. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you a question this morning? How many of you really, 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 really want to win? And I mean, I mean, you have, you can taste, come on somebody, you can taste it, you, you're, you're so close to it, amen. And some of us, amen, in order to win sometimes you got to lose. And maybe you're still stuck on that loss, come on somebody, and you haven't bounced back yet. But I want to tell you something, I can taste winning like I can taste blood. Come on, somebody, in my mouth. Do I have anybody? And I want to win so much so, but here's the thing. I have to play according to the rules. Do I have anybody? I cannot want to win, amen, watch this, and win in such a way that, watch this, that I'm, 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 shorting myself but I'm mistreating others around me I got to make sure that my winning is according to the rules do I have anybody if you back up to verse 24 Paul says do you not know that those who run in a race all run but only one receives what the prize. I told you last week what did I tell you last week that you have to work harder than anyone else if you want to win, and if you want to be in the winner's circle, you have to work what? Harder than who? Than anyone else. Listen, hard work pays off. Do I have anybody? Hard work pays off. I told you last week, you have to learn to deny yourself. There's some things that I've learned to do in life and what I've learned to do at times, I've learned how to put my agenda aside for the win. Touch your neighbor and say you got to deny yourself and you got to learn how to deny yourself you're going to win. Because winning requires something. It requires a mentality that goes above amen average. Tell your neighbor I'm no longer going to be average in my thinking. I can't be average in my thinking because if I'm average in my thinking, I will never see the finish line. Paul says, I have something in mind. And one of the things about being in the winner's circle, he says, I run to receive a prize. I run, watch this, in such a way that I may what? Win. That's verse 24. Look at verse 25. Verse 25 says, everyone who competes in the games exercises what? Self-control. And oftentimes, that's what the issue is with a lot of us in about winning is that we don't have what? Self-control. Amen. We don't have the control that we need, but what God did on Calvary, when Jesus died, he left the Holy Spirit. Y'all going to get with me this morning? Amen. Y'all going to say, I told you, I don't want a quiet church this year. I want you to say amen. Amen. Watch this. He says, listen, 
Amen. I run in such a way, but I have self-control. And God, when he died, when Jesus died on the cross, he left the Holy Spirit. And now the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And the Spirit of God now gives you that fruit of self-control. Self-control means that I'm able to say no to some things. Come on, somebody. You can't expect to win and you don't get enough rest. Come on, somebody. You can't expect to win and you think that you can go 100 miles an hour and never stop and pause and think about the things that you're doing in your life. Oftentimes, we make decision in haste rather than thinking it through because, watch this, because we're so focused on winning that we forget that it takes discipline to win. Do I have anybody? The text says that he says, I exercise self-control in what things? In what kind of things? In what things? You can put it on the screen if you'd like. That'd be nice. Amen. He says, verse 25, he says what? In the games, everybody compete. They exercise self-control in all things. And they do it to receive what? Why are we running? And I think that that's the question you have to ask yourself. What am I living for? Amen. I'm, I'm such and such age. I've experienced some things in life. But the question is, what is my purpose for running? Amen. Now, they do it, the Bible says, for a perishable wreath. So let me ask you something. Do you want to win so that you can just accumulate things? Or do you want to win so that you can live a comfortable life? Come on, somebody. See, a lot of people want to be rich. But they don't understand the responsibility with coming, with, with, with being rich. But here's the thing. You may even have to deny what you believe sometimes in order to get rich. Because the Bible says some have abandoned the faith to become rich. Amen. Now, does God want you to be rich? Of course he does. But, but you and I, if we're going to be in this winner's circle, we must exercise what I call discipline. We must, be, we must be people that think strategically. Are y'all with me? The text says that they do it to receive a what? A perishable wreath. But we, an imperishable. Are you with me? And then we get to verse 26. Let's look at it together. He says, so now, because we're running for a prize, let me ask you something. What are you running for? What are you living for? Who are you living for? Amen. What's your purpose in life? And when you discover, when you can answer those questions, then you can get into the race. But until you discover those things, until you decide that I'm running for Jesus, come on somebody, that I'm running for God, that I have a purpose, and my purpose is to impact other people's lives, amen, it's not just about what I can get, but it's what I can give to this world. Let me ask you this, if you died tomorrow, would anybody know that you left? Come on, somebody. Will the people that you, how many people do you impact with your life? And that's the question that Paul is trying to get, get across to his, to his congregation. He's saying, listen, I want to let you know something. I'm going to win souls for the rest of my life. 
I'm running for that purpose. And until you grasp a purpose in life, you're going to just be running aimlessly, looking and searching. And many of us spend years, decades, trying to figure out why we even exist. And a lot of people give up because, watch this, because they don't understand their purpose. But Paul says, I run in such a way that I will receive something not imperishable, something something imperishable, not perishable. Look at verse 26, though. He says, therefore, I run. He says it again, right? I run in such a way as not without aim. See that? I love this passage. The reason I love this passage is because Paul is saying, listen, I already told you why I'm running, but let me help you with something. A lot of us are uncertain about our lives. Can I talk to you for a minute? Can I minister to you for a minute? Listen, if you want to be in the winner's circle, and if you're going to run to win, you you can't be uncertain about your life. You can't be the one, watch this, that when things happen to you, you go in that direction. You have to be sure that you're living for something greater. That your purpose in life, come on somebody, is more than you just getting up every day, going to work, getting a paycheck, paying the bills, coming to church. It has to be something greater. Paul says, therefore, whenever you see the therefore, you ask, what is it therefore? Because of what he just said. He says, therefore, I run in such a way. So if I were to tell you what's the first thing you must do, the first thing you must do, first thing you must do if you're going to get in this winning circle, if you're going to win, first thing you got to do You cannot possess self-doubt. Paul says, I don't run as if I have no aim. That word aim means just that. I'm just doubting myself. I don't believe in myself. Amen. Paul is saying he was confident, not cocky. Come on, somebody. He didn't doubt, watch this, he didn't doubt that he was a Christian But he understood that he needed to run to win, but he believed, come on somebody, he believed that what God began in him, he would finish. The Bible says, he who began a good work in me, and oftentimes I realize that some of us, we second guess ourselves, and we have a whole lot of self-doubt, because we don't believe in ourselves but I want to tell you something what God has chosen that's you amen he has redeemed and what he has redeemed that means to be bought back from the slave market of sin he has put treasures inside of you and when the devil starts causing you to start 
doubting yourself, you got to be more than a conqueror. You got to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You have to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. You got to believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's what? In the world. Paul says, before he says, I run in such a way, before he says, I run in such a way to win, but now he says, I run in such a way without aim. Before he's running to win, now he's running what? With precision. He's running with a target in mind. Are you with me? With purpose. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You got to live on purpose. But if you possess self-doubt, if you don't believe that you are somebody, come on somebody, y'all not hearing me, amen. If you don't believe that you're greater than what the devil has been trying to tell you, oh, you done messed up in life. You, amen. You, you, you done, you done did this. You got a record long as my arm. Amen. You, you got stuff going on inside of you. Amen. And you don't believe, listen, you got to believe in yourself and stop doubting yourself. Tell your neighbor, you got to stop doubting yourself. You cannot be in the winner's circle. You cannot run to win. You know what? When, a, when an athlete gets on the track and he's running, if for a moment he doubts, amen, guess what's going to happen? He, become, he starts slowing down. And sometimes, watch this, when you're looking ahead of you and you see, you're seeing everybody else ahead of you, guess what you start thinking? You start doubting, can I finish? You start doubting, will I finish? And, and watch this, the more you focus on somebody else's race, watch this, the further you will be from finishing your race. Paul says, I run in such a way as not without aim. Look what he says next. Now he goes, you know, you know I love boxing. That's why I love this passage. He says, I box, and literally he means he's boxing. I box in such a way as not what? Shadow box. <laughs> One, two, three. Those of you exercise, uppercut. <laughs> Amen. Those of you exercise with me. But watch this, watch this, watch this. Think about it. He says, I run as not without aim. Self-doubt. But then he says, I box. See, let me tell you something. You're in a fight for your life. And oftentimes, we're just throwing punches at the air. We don't have a target. Come on, somebody. I'm going to say it one more time. Sometimes, we're just shooting this thing out at the wrong person. This person made you mad, but you, you PO'd at this person right here. I'm about to say something. <laughs> Amen. Watch this. He says, I'm boxing, but I have a target. And so, therefore, not only must you, you cannot possess self-doubt, but the next thing is, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm taking my momentum, man. Come on. Let's get with it. You have to be what? Intentional. You know what the word intentional means? It's a mental state 
that represents a commitment to carrying out, watch this, an action that will benefit your future. Tell your neighbor, I have to be intentional. I have to be intentional because, watch this, oftentimes, listen, we accept our lives. And if you and I are not intentional, you have to get up every day with your goals in mind, with your purpose in mind. Listen, just because you're sick doesn't mean you're not, watch this, useful to God. Amen. Just because you're not tall enough, just because you may not think you're smart enough, just because you may not think you're qualified enough, listen, you have to live with intentions. And listen, some of us are not living with intention, y'all. We're not living intentionally. Amen. What we're doing is we're getting up every day and we're taking it as it is, but watch this, we're hitting the wrong target. Tell your neighbor we're hitting the wrong target. You're taking out your mess on somebody else when you should be taking it out on the devil. Come on, somebody. You're blaming everybody else for what you're going through. And God says, listen, you got to get up and do something about your life. And quit talking about what I was when I was little. Listen, let me say this to you. You have to be intentional about your life. until Listen, get up and get your life back. Get in the winner's circle. Run. Run to win. Get your target. Know what your target is. If it's finances, nail it down. Come on, somebody. If it's relational, work on it. If it's your attitude, work on it. If it's your anger, work on it. If it's your mindset, work on it. Be intentional. Stop hitting the wrong target. He says, I box in such a way. Come on, somebody. Where I what? As not beating the what? You know how tiring that is? Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know how tiring that is? Some of you have been fighting and you've been, watch this, you're tired because you don't have an aim. You don't have a target. You've just been swinging. And just because you're swinging doesn't mean you're accomplishing anything. See, and I think that that's what the issue is in life. Oftentimes we're hitting something, but it's not the right thing. And just because we hit it, we feel like, oh, I've done my job. Somebody here, you need to be intentional. You stop doubting yourself. You are somebody. Come on, talk to yourself. Tell yourself. Come on, talk to you. Point your finger to yourself. I am somebody. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. You got to do with that face right there. I am what? See, and you get these these things in your mind. Does it does it turn around in your mind? Come on, come on. I'm not gonna make it. I'm gonna quit. It's not gonna happen. I'm gonna fail. But I want to tell you something. Be like Paul. Paul says, I ain't boxing the air. No, uh-uh. I got to aim. I got, I got a target. I'm intentional. Every move I make. Come on, somebody. It, listen, every word that comes out my mouth. Amen. Every move has intention with it. 
And watch this. And it brings me closer to my goal. Listen, all that you're doing has to lead you to victory. But the only way that it will lead you to victory is if you're intentional. I have to be intentional. I have to be intentional. Amen. Intentional or intentions involves a mental activity. So therefore, you got to make up in your what? In your mind first. Come on, somebody. It requires planning. It involves forethought. It requires us, watch this, thinking about the future. Come on, somebody. It's not over for you. Come on, tell your neighbor, it's not over for me. I just joined the winner's circle. Come on, somebody. And if anyone is in Christ, he's already in the winner's circle. But it's amazing how many of us put ourselves outside the circle and we just, we're spectators rather than participators. We rather watch somebody else run while we're sitting around saying, oh, go get it. Go get it. You're a good cheerleader, but I'm going to show you something. Cheerleaders ain't going to get it. Not in this circle. Amen. Isn't that like how, you know, you you think you're watching your favorite team on television. You can shout at the TV all you want. But until you get on that field, you don't know what it's like to win that game. And listen, I don't want to stand shouting at something that won't shout back to me. I'm willing to get in the game, but I'm willing to do what it takes. Watch this. To make the team. Come on, somebody. It requires something. Look what he says next. He says, he says in verse 27, he says, but I discipline. That's where many of you fall short. Let me tell you what this word discipline means. It means to give it a black eye. To make it black and blue. Come on here Monday through Thursday. You'll find out. To put your body under, watch this, under check. You know why many of us fail? We don't know how to check our flesh. It's flesh. Romans 7, Paul says, when I desire to do good, I go. I say I'm going to smoke this year. That was, that was January 1, January 2. One and a half. No, January 1 and a half. The clock already went past midnight and 12.30, you already, uh, but, but I made a resolution. I told you, move from resolution to breakthrough. That's what I told you. See, we make promises to, how can you keep, watch this, treating yourself like that? You say you want to do things better, but you can't deny your flesh. Your flesh wants the things of the flesh. What is that? Drunkenness, carousing, sexual desires, negativity, and the list goes on. Paul says, I can't win this battle, watch this, if I don't put my flesh in check. That's what's up with most of us. The problem is we don't know how to deny it. But here's the solution. 
Next thing is, not only you have to be intentional, but you have to become stronger spiritually. To what? So you can deny your flesh, so you can beat it up. Why can I say no, Pastor? Some of us haven't put down the bottle yet. Some of us haven't put down the pipe yet. Come on, y'all ain't, y'all ain't trying to hear me. S- some of us haven't put down all those paraphernalias that we have. I'm just putting like that in that category. <laughs> Amen. We are not denying our flesh. So therefore, watch this. We kick ourselves out of the winner's circle. And guess what? When it's all said and done, Satan leaves you right there broken, battered, and bruised. All because you wanted a taste. And guess what? It didn't last. Because when you woke up the next morning, you know what addiction is about? They say it's a disease. It's not a disease. It's a choice. You know why some of us don't stop watching pornography? Uh oh, I just said. Y'all got quiet then. No? It's not so much. No, it's not even an, it's not an addiction. See, that's the problem. We, we, we take things and we, we labelize it as the world. It's not an addiction. You know why some of us can't get over anger, negativity, and all that kind of stuff? We won't deny this. We won't say no to the flesh. Watch this. When lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. When sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. You have to abort the lust of the flesh and live in the spirit. So therefore, you have to become spiritual. And spiritual doesn't mean you're walking walking around, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, yeah, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Woo, ah, shouting in church. And then you walk out there, get the. Let me ask you something. Who are you when no one's looking? Can you be honest with you? Some of us got bad attitudes. I mean, it stink. Uh oh. Did I did I say that? I'm sorry, I hate to say it like that, but that's the truth. And guess who knows it? Your spouse and your kids. And if you live by yourself, you know it. That's why you by yourself. You rather argue with you. And then watch this. And then when somebody tell you about yourself, you get mad at them, but you know you have a problem. I'm going to be teaching on anger this year. I am. I'm going to teach on anger this year. Because some of us are very angry inside. We just put up a front on Sunday morning. 
You know, this is the R-E-A-L church. We ain't fluffy in here. <laughs> we tell it like a T-I-S-S-S. Like a T-I-S. Come on, y'all. Y'all know we y'all know we got some stuff. Come on now. I mean, I'm not just, just talking about denying yourself with food. That that's a whole nother avenue. Some of us won't deny ourselves so we can advance the kingdom. Some of us won't deny ourselves so that we can, we can do something for God extraordinary because we want it our way. We want it God to fix it where it's convenient. But God, Paul says you can't win like that. No, you're not in the winner's circle, boo. Uh-uh, you're not in the winner's that, That's not winner's circle mentality. So let me ask you something. What are you going to do to become stronger spiritually? See, you have the word, you have good teaching, but here's what the problem is. We don't apply it. We hear it, but we don't what? Do it. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to go on. Look what he says next. Let, let me say this. The Bible said the flesh and the spirit are in a fight every day. You have a war going on inside of you. Turn to your neighbor and say there's a war going on. And it's inside of me. Because, yeah, I mean good. Some of you mean real good. You do. You really, really, really mean good. But from the time you walk out those doors, man, it's like, wow. <laughs> I made a promise I can't keep it. Amen. I said, God, I'm going to do this. And guess what? You make a promise to your wife. You make a promise to your kids. You made a promise everywhere else. But when it comes down to them dollars, you keep your promise. Oh, yeah, you keep, the, you, keep the, you keep them promises. See, priorities are wrong. Can you be true to yourself this year? God, I need, to, I need to be at Bible study. Because at Bible study is where you grow. I want to tell you that. Bible study is where you grow. Because I need to deny this flesh. How many of you live in the flesh all the time? All the time. And some of you vacillate back and forth. We got it. We have to. Look what he said. He says, I, di- I make. Listen what he says. I discipline my body and make it what? My slave. Listen, the flesh don't run me. I see people walking their dog and they're like. First of all. First of all, hold up. Uh-uh, that ain't happening. Get your tail over here. I walk in front of you. You walk on the side of me. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. How you gonna let the dog... Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Oh, good puppy. Nah, sit down. <laughs> Y'all can call Peter on me all you want. <laughs> but I'm going to tell Peter, the dog ain't running me. The dog, I'm the master. Tell your neighbor, I'm the master. Over this. 
And I will no longer allow this flesh to run me. I'm going to make it my slave today. I'm arresting you. Today I'm putting my flesh in chains. So I won't do what I want to do. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And the only way I can do that is if I get my flesh out the way. The flesh doesn't want anything good, y'all. And then when the flesh gets you, guess what? You live with a whole lot of guilt and regret and doubt. And you're like, oh, God didn't left me and all this stuff. God said, man, you didn't know how to put your flesh in check. Don't put your husband in check. I'm talking about your flesh. <laughs> then women look like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm going to put him in check. No, 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 I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your flesh. When you want to cuss, get in check. Come on, somebody. When you start doubting, get in check. Talk to your flesh. Tell your flesh. Box with aim. Tell your flesh, uh-uh, not today. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm not going to let my flesh cause me to miss my breakthrough. Hello, somebody. And somebody here today, it's time for you to get spiritual. Are you with me? Man, listen, listen, I struggle with this flesh thing, man. I struggle with anger. I struggled with it for a long time. I did. I struggled with it. I struggle with thoughts. You want me to put myself on the block? I put myself on the block. It's like, Dad, when am I ever going to be freed from all of these thoughts, these thoughts that keep... No, and then I learn, shut up. Get in check. By the authority of Jesus Christ, I'm washed in his blood. I have the mind of Christ. I have the Holy Spirit. Shut up. Sit down. Yeah. People used to look at me in my car like, Dad, what is, is he on the phone? You know how you in the car? Yeah. I, I had an hour long drive and every, I would talk to my flesh. Shut up, man. No, uh-uh. We allow the flesh to take over. We give the, that's right, we give the flesh too much credit. You are a spiritual being. Christ is in you. You got to tell that flesh, shut up, man, sit down somewhere. The stronger I become spiritually, listen, this is, this is not just, listen, you have to beat it into submission. Do you with me? Some of us are so weak, though. We're weak, man, we're weak. We try and then it raises up. Listen, don't think it's not going to come with a fight. Without a fight. Because the moment you declare war on your flesh, it's going to hit back. But you're going to be what? Intentional. So you throw a left, I'm a duck. I, I, I got you. You got to know how to bob and weave. I don't think you hear what I'm trying to tell you. You got to know how to move back when it comes. You got to know how to do all of that. 
because the flesh wants to destroy you. But you got to say, uh-uh. That's what the real issue is. It's not the devil all the time. It's you. It's you. It's you and I wanting. We want, listen, the things of the flesh, we crave it. Because, listen, listen, it's tantalizing to us. The devil knows, and listen, and he put, he packages it up so good. Come on, somebody. Yesterday, I was sitting there watching on television. I watched a commercial. It says, oh, yeah, 99 cent stackers at, 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 at Taco Bell. I said, yeah, and it's going to kill you for 99 cents because we're going to get 17 of them at the same time with 2,000 calories in it and 90 grams of carbs look it up and then you eat 17 of them and you go lay down and then your flesh said thank you then you're overweight can't breathe breathe breathing hard and then you want me to come pray for you pastor could you pray for me I'm sick all because you didn't deny your flesh listen today we declare war come on today we declare war no more Today, we're going to deny ourselves. We're going to beat this thing into submission. We're going to beat our flesh into submission. Watch this. And I'm done. I promise you I'm done. Because let me tell you why. Look what he says in the rest of this verse. He says, so that after... I've preached to others. Paul says, listen, first of all, the reason I'm working on me, because, see, here's the thing. I can become so good at preaching to you and telling you what to do that I forgot all about me. So Paul says, before I get you together, tell your neighbor, I got to get me together. He says, but after I've preached to others that I myself may not be what? My family's broken down. My kids are going astray. My finances are a mess. But I'm up here preaching to you, telling you, come on, have a great life. So you know what you got to do? Give me the last point. Write it down. Yeah, I ain't just the preacher you are. Stop telling people what to do and start doing it yourself. Stop telling people how much carbs they need to count and all this other stuff and start being healthy yourself. Stop giving people advice and guess what? You're already disqualified. You're not even in the race anymore. Listen, there are a lot of experts. You know what the lady that called me about the book release? This is what she said to me. She said, Pastor, you know what? I'm an RN. I know about 
the food, the nutrition part of it. But I'm not an expert in your area. So that's why I call you. Now she could have faked it. Come on somebody. But she knew that if I find somebody qualified. Guess what? That have proven results. Guess what? I won't disqualify myself. Doctors tell you don't smoke cigarette, but you see them outside smoking. Come on, somebody. You ain't trying to hear me. Amen. A whole lot of bad examples. Paul says, listen, if you're going to be in a willing circle, you have to be a good example. Write that down. You have to be a good example. So that means you have to practice what you preach. You have to. He says that after I have preached to others and did all this stuff, I myself. You know what the word disqualified means? To fail the test. Listen, many of us we're good at talking. But no, we're not good at living. And you want to know why people won't follow you to church? Be my guest. <laughs> you know why they won't be your guest in church? Because they guessing what you, how you living. They're like, uh, I don't see that. Know why your kids won't commit? Come on, somebody. Because you're practicing for another race. Come on, somebody. You and I have to live a good example in front of people. Listen to this. You know, (laughs) McDonald's offers combo meals. Amen. The company made it easy for people to order when you drive up by simply shouting out a number. Give me a number 10. Give me a number 3. Give me a number 4 rather than listing everything out, right? They've also trained their employees to take orders and always follow up with the question, do you want to supersize it? Do I have anybody? John just got hungry right then. The, the, the question, he's, he's like, <laughs> the, the question basically implies that the customer is going to choose between taking the regular order or an oversized one. In the same way, God continue, continually offers us, his children, an opportunity to supersize. I wish I had somebody. What, what he's offering you, he wants to supersize it. I wish I had somebody. But, but watch this. But with, with just a little bit more of investment and obedience and commitment on your part, guess what? God will supersize your blessing. Give God a hand clap of praise.